Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You watched it so many times before and now you're gonna watch it again. But it's been so many years since you last saw it and now you show it to your friends and they're like, what? What am I watching? Why? What? Why? Why this film? Hello and welcome back to Why This Film, the podcast where we rewatch a movie from your childhood and have a chat about it. I'm Emily Slade and welcome back. It's a special episode today. I'm in the back of the car with my family. I'm here with my mum. Hello. My dad. Hello. And my sister. Hello. And we are here to talk about my sister's choice of movie, which we all watched last night, and that was Snow Dogs 2002. When a Miami dentist inherits a team of sledge dogs, he's got to learn the trade or lose his pack to a crusty mountain man. That was the IMDb breakdown. How accurate did you think that was? Well, it wasn't wrong. Crusty Mountain Man. He was crusty. <laughs> was he crusty? Yeah, he had frostbite and his fingers don't work. Ugh. I didn't... Who did you pay attention <laughs> to the film? Mum, did you pick that up? No. Did you not notice how he claps like this? I thought that oh, was yeah, just he because... he did have funny fingers. Yeah, it's because he had... He told you all about when he got frostbite. Oh, yes, he did. Right. <sighs> I thought he was just weird. I thought he was just an old man. I thought that was the actor. <laughs> That's just what old people do. Uh, the actor, of course, was um, some old Western bloke. James who... Colburn? James Coburn, who was in The Magnificent Seven. He was also in Monsters, Inc. He was in Monsters, Inc. Which Brilliant. we watched the other day. Which we did watch the other day. Um, so, let's start at the beginning. Academy Award winning Cuba Gooding Jr. has decided to take on this Disney romp for some unknown reason do you think it was a good idea for him to do this seeing as i've only seen him in that an american horror story i think he did a great job <laughs> have you not seen him in pearl harbor i why would i watch pearl harbor jerry Maguire? no mom how did you find cuba gooding jr's performance he did not win the academy award for snow dogs Mum, it's a podcast. You can't just make faces. <laughs> you do the words. <coughs> Hand signals don't work. <laughs> she doesn't know. I think to be able to act alongside nine dogs at once, you need some sort of talent. It was quite progressive in terms of its diverse casting. It was. Um, which was pretty good for Disney, especially back in 2002. Um, Mum, what was your favourite bit? <laughs> You're as good at this as you are at being photographed, aren't you? Mom, was it the bit with the dogs? We're doing the hand signals again. Don't ask me. Why not? You were the only other one watching the movie. Dad, what was your favourite bit? Uh, where I got up and left the room and went to read my book. Brilliant. Um, I mean, it was a bit kids' Saturday morning pictures. Yeah, it was very slapstick. Um, yeah, un- unsuspecting person inherits something weird, hilarity ensues sort of film. 
which I just I grew out of when I was about eleven. So that's a lie. Um, and a lie is a, a lie. lie. Is, is a, a lie. lie. Um, so I take your point and I have to say there was a segment there was like a good 15 minute segment in the middle mum I don't know if you agree with this that I like essentially switched off at because it got real boring yes um, and that exactly. might have been where Frostmite McGee gave us his backstory because right. um, <clears throat> I, yeah I found that bit to be um, it dragged and it didn't really further any sort of plot uh, there was no real stakes in terms of... Uh, oh, she's making faces. Go on then. It was plot twist after plot twist after plot twist. In 2002 Snow Dogs. Right, coming in straight away with, oh, this is going to happen. And then they told you it happened straight away because twist, the guy's not the villain. <laughs> okay, do you want to expand on that for our listeners? I mean, it's full of spoilers if I do. Okay, spoiler alert for 2002's Snow Dogs. So, you come in and you're like, who's this crusty old mountain man? Oh, is he going to be his father? Yes, they tell you that within five minutes of meeting him, because that's not the twist. And then you're like, oh, is he going to be the bad guy? No, he turns out to be a great dad. And who's the bad guy all along? That weird French, maybe Swedish guy. (laughs) Who turns up for approximately six minutes of the movie. He was there throughout the entire thing. If you actually looked, they did a product placement of him everywhere you went. He was on every drink. His posters were in the background of everything. This is the Easter eggs of Snow Dogs. Yes. Um, in terms of the performances of the animals, because earlier that day we were watching Babe 2, Pig in the City. Don't look at me like that. It was on TV. It was great. Um, and, of course, they were renowned for excellent animal performances. Do you think the dogs in Snow Dogs lived up to Babe the Sheep Pig Mum? Well, having not watched Babe the Sheep Pig because I was at work, I can't I can't comment because I don't know how good they were. You've watched Babe You've before. Seen Babe yeah, before. Bar around you, bar around you. You know all about it. Ago. Yeah, no, the dogs were good. The dogs were good. Dad, what did you think of the dogs? Um, well, obviously not being um, totally um, au fait with the whole film, having walked out on it. I thought the initial performances from the dogs were quite good. Um, obviously, the aggressive leader dog, uh, the King Deep Demon dog, the two simple dogs that sit at the back of the sled sort of thing. Obviously, characterization amongst the mutts. Um, but I, I wasn't quite sure whether there was like um, CGIing of the dogs or whether they were, were just acting. So, um, I like to think that it is just them acting, but there was CGI and animatronics used for the dogs at certain points for their facial expressions. Especially when uh, the Border Collie burped in a human manner, that was not actually the Border Collie. Yeah. Were you there when the dogs spoke? No. That's great. That was a good part, that. I have to say, that was probably my favourite bit. Cuba Gooding Jr. is, like, passed out in the snow and he imagines that he's on, like, a Hawaiian island and all of the dogs are there in sun beds, on sun lounges with sunglasses on, like, like uh, tanning themselves. And Demon and Nana speak to Cuba Gooding Jr. And um, I think, actually, it was a very good <laughs> scene. It was. <laughs> um... And it's the type of scene that, that, that definitely panders to the idiot child, but it it worked. <laughs> Are you the idiot child? I am the idiot child. Mum, did you enjoy the scene where the dogs spoke? I can't remember that bit. 
yesterday. It was the best bit of the film, Mum. Okay. The, the dogs, like, it's, it's on the back of the DVD cover. They're all, like, with their sunglasses lying on some beds like oh, they're humans. Yes. yes, I did. Yes, that was funny. Yeah, yeah, it was funny. It was very funny. Unlike Cuba Gooding Jr. falling out of a tree for the third time, yeah. that wasn't as funny. He wasn't very good at comedy. He no. just... He seemed to be forcing it too much. Most of the other people seemed quite natural. James Coburn initially, obviously great actor, lots of him in uh, backstory in, in his acting career. He just fell into the part of grumpy old mountain man. Um, but Cuba Gooding Jr. was just trying so hard. It was, it was like amateur hour dramatics. Bold words from the front of the car there. Uh, amateur hour quoted there for he Academy won an Oscar for this. Uh, Not for he, this he, did. he won an Oscar for Jerry Maguire. Yeah, show me the money, show me the money. Um, is that what that is? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We're all learning today. Um, yeah, so, yeah, bold words from the front of the car there. Amateur hour has been desc- to describe Cuba Gooding Jr.'s uh, slaps comedy timing, slapstick comedy timing. I have to say, I don't think he did too poor a job. He would have been held back by the script, and we don't know if he did his own pratfalls, that sort of thing, or if he had a stunt double, in which case you can't... And the timing would also be down to editing, so you can't blame... I think I think he wasn't rolling his eyes so much throughout the movie. He was taking it seriously, unlike his dentist friend... Do you remember who his dentist friend was played by? Nope. <laughs> cool. It's someone that has, like, just one name, like Cher or Madonna. It wasn't Cher it or wasn't Madonna. Cher or Madonna, though. His friend is called Cisco. Oh, okay. Is he, like, a, 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 like, a, like a musician? He is a singer. He was part of the urban R&B quartet Drew Hill, who had a classic... Tr- transatlantic hit in the late 90s with the songs How Deep Is Your Love and These Are The Times. So do you think he was put in the movie as one might put... uh... He is most well known for playing Dennis Wallace in Get Over It. I do not know that movie. Nor do I. Um, Yeah, do you think Disney put him in this movie to sort of appeal to the youths or do you think he was trying to make it out as an actor or... Maybe he's just friends with Cuba Gooding Jr. I think they had him on contract and he was cheap. So, um, he plays... Because, of course, to go back to the beginning, uh, do you want to tell us what Cuba Gooding Jr. is at the beginning of the movie? He's a dentist in Miami. (laughs) Is he a dentist or is he like... Because it looked like he was like a plastic surgeon. He's a dentist, but for cosmetic dentistry. Okay. So he's a cosmetic he's dentist. He's fix your rotten tooth. He's going to give you some nice veneers. Okay. What's a veneer? So they put like a little coat of a nice looking tooth on your actual tooth so you can't see your real tooth. That seems counterproductive. Surely your real teeth is still just going to rot behind. Yeah, but then you don't have to look at them. But it's still, it's like covering up a spot with makeup. It's like, just get rid of the spot. It works. <laughs> Mum, how do you feel about this? Radio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, 
think your mother needs some advanced media training. <laughs> you made mum cry. <laughs> We're having a serious conversation. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so the movie's quite short. It falls in at about an hour and a half. Uh, which is fairly standard for a Disney movie. Unlike, I mean, we watched The Lion King as well recently, didn't we? The original 1994 animated classic. And we all said, didn't we, Mum, that the pace of that was really good. We did. And that it um, it chugged along quite nicely. As did Snow Dogs. Whereas Snow Dogs, I feel, was very stop and start, much like the, the sledging itself within the movie. Literally made mum cry. <laughs> um, yeah, it's very stop and start. It's very. Um, could you honestly tell me as an as an adult? Because tell tell me about your relationship with this movie. I like the dogs in it, and I like the dogs in it. So when did you first watch it? Probably in two thousand and two. Like, did you get it on video? Got it on video. As a present? Yeah. Fucking well, tell the story then! Well, for my birthday, I got it on video as a present and I watched it. And I watched it and watched it until the video broke. <laughs> oh, so the video broke? Yeah, like all the insides exploded outsides because it was overwatched. Nice. Because it's a good film. <laughs> what did you enjoy about it as a child? The dogs. Okay, and what did you enjoy about it as an adult? Also the dogs. Did you like the plot as much? I knew exactly what the plot was going to be going in. And so I wasn't surprised or disappointed by it in any way. I knew it was a a special kind of film. (laughs) To find special. Where a lot happens, but also not very much. But there's dogs every five minutes and I like dogs. I liked the Border Collie. I liked the puppies. The pup, yeah, the body collie and the main husky have puppies because they fall in love at the end. Yes. <laughs> Mum, did you watch it back in 2002? I don't remember ever watching it before. Do you remember seeing it on the shelf? No, not really. Really? Because Abigail made me watch it once back in like 2003 and I remember Cuba Gooding Jr. biting the dog's ear and I remember her watching it a lot but I don't remember seeing it all the way through properly. Um, as it began, you likened it to watching Dude, Where's My Car? Yep, I did. And do you think that it was as, as good as Dude, Where's My Car? Or worse or better? Defy the word good? Uh, have did you, you ever seen Dude, Where's My Car? Yes. I have once and that was more than enough. So I don't think I'll be re- revisiting Snow Dogs very uh, very quickly either. Okay, so is that how you felt about it? Oh, it is how I felt about it. Um, are you going to be revisiting Snow Dogs? Might watch it again tonight. <laughs> and Dad, are you going to be revisiting Snow Dogs? Uh, probably not. I mean, I only watched about 15 or 20 minutes of it and it just seemed like a, a small series of disconnected... Um, I don't know, scenes, um, slapstick scenes, whatever. It just, no, no. Would you agree with that analysis? No. 
How would you define, describe the movie? Heartwarming? Yes. Full of dogs. It's about a father and son finding each other after all these years, connecting over the Arctic challenge and having a great time with the dogs in the snow. They both nearly die at least twice and have to save each other's lives. How would you describe the genre? Is it like a buddy comedy? Is it like a road trip? Is it like a... It's almost like that uh, coming-of-age tale, but they're both adults. What do you think made Disney want to make this movie? Back in the... Back in the 60s, when you used to go to Saturday morning pictures... There was a kids' film foundation that used to make films of that sort of standard, which is like petty adventures for little children to keep bunches of seven to eleven-year-olds quiet while their mums were trying to clean the house or do the shopping on a Saturday morning. Um, And it just, it just reminded me of that. It's like you know, just. Yeah, childish rubbish. So a classic Disney movie then. It took you back to your childhood and the nostalgia made you all warm and fuzzy inside. Excellent uh, description, Dad. <laughs> um, who else was in the movie? Oh, there was that one woman. There, there was, was two. There were two. There was the mum and the girlfriend. It did not pass the Bechdel test. It's about dogs. No excuse. Um, who was your favourite character? Demon. And who is Demon? The main husky. Mum, who was your favourite character? Border Collie. Nana. Um, I I also like the Border Collie. Dad, who was your favourite character? Uh, I I don't think I engaged long enough with any of the characters to make a particular judgement. Okay. Um, I think that that's a good sign that it's called Snow Dogs and everyone's favourite character is one of the dogs don't know what that says about all of the award-winning actors that are in the cast. They didn't wear cute little shoes in the snow then. Oh my god, the dogs wore shoes, the dogs wore little socks when they were running in the snow. That was really good, I enjoyed that bit. Um, they, make, they make a border collie pull a sledge, I don't think that's She wanted to. A thing. It's a sled, not a sledge. Big difference. Um... Do, do we think a border collie could have feasibly pulled it though? No. No, but also uh, if we're going for reality here, dogs don't burp, dogs don't wink at each other, and um, they do. Seven okay. huskies, well, seven huskies and a border collie wouldn't be able to pull two grown men off the side of a cliff. Yeah, that bit was bullshit. We'd done our third act climax, and then they insisted on throwing them off a mountain. Twist after twist. <laughs> Okay, so if we were to mark this movie out of five, Abigail? Solid four and a half. Four and a half, wow. Mum? One. Wow! Didn't even didn't even give it the time of day. Oh, so now you can didn't speak. even... <laughs> Dad? I would struggle for a one. Ooh. Bearing in mind the most recent reviews that are coming out as one star is the new Cats movie. Which looks great. Well... I would give this movie <laughs> Um I would give this movie no not four maybe not even a three like a high like a two point nine I'll take it 
Like, it did what it says on the tin. Exactly. What more do you want from a film? They managed to... It's called Snow Dogs. It's about some dogs in the snow. It is actually quite subversive, as you say. I wouldn't call them plot twists, but they do things that you don't necessarily expect. Subvert your expectations. They... Unlike you, Game of Thrones. Yeah, fucking Game of Thrones. Um, they... Uh, the cast is very good. Like, they've got some really strong actors in there that, are, that seem to just be, like, having a nice break filming in, in I assume, Alaska or wherever they are. Um, and the dogs are cute. 10 out of 10 for the dogs. And it is called Snow Dogs. Um, I don't believe it warranted a sequel. No, no, it did not. Um, they already wrapped everything up in the first one. They did, but in... This, this day and age it would have warranted a sequel uh, but back in 2002 not so much um, so any final thoughts on snow dogs oh, fun fact mm. just before we end many of the dogs in this movie later went on to appear in 8 Below so many of those yeah. dogs started their acting career in this well it kick started a lot of careers there did anyone see 8 Below no, no. <laughs> what is 8 Below uh, it's about I think it's another oh. Disney Dogs in the Snow movie. It is. Brutal cold forces two Antarctic explorers to leave their team of sled dogs behind as they fend for survival. Excellent. With Paul Walker. Interesting. And um, Jason Biggs. That one's got a lot better cast in it, as far as big names. Interesting dog fact. Um, when people were trying to get to the South Pole, the Norwegian team took dogs because they're easier to eat, whereas the English team took horses. That's not a fun fact, that though, was, is it? That's like the opposite yeah, of a fun fact. That's it just is. a fact that that involves eating dogs. Because they could feed dogs to other dogs. Wow. Well, according to the American Humane Association, no animals were harmed in the making of this film, so they didn't eat them. That's good. That is good. Mum, and any final thoughts on 2002's Snow Dogs? No, not really. You glad you saw it? No, not really. Um, <laughs> well, it's done now, isn't it? <laughs> can't, can't take it back. Um, That's another hour and a half of your life you'll never have back again. Absolutely. Um, and d- does it still hold its place as one of your favourite films? Oh, yes. Yes, I'll still watch it all the time. Amazing. Well, that was 2002 Snow Dogs. Um, you can find us across all forms of social media and anywhere where podcasts are listened to. Um, from here in the back of the car, I'm Emily Slade, and we'll see you next time on Why This Film. Bye! 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 Bye. Why This Film Podcast has a Patreon. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it easy for artists and creators to get paid. Head to patreon.com forward slash why this film podcast and you can select a tier. For £3 a month, you can join Camelot and enjoy early access to episodes, including seasons one to three. You'll get to vote in polls and get a personal shout out on the pod. 
For £5 a month, you can join Fern Gully with instant access to everything from Camelot. Fern Gully members can also enjoy bonus content, live episode voting power, plus access to monthly movie night. Grab your popcorn and a drink of your choice as we pajama up and watch a movie together remotely. And for £10 a month, you can join the Enchanted Forest, where on top of everything from Camelot and Ferngully, you can be part of a live episode where we all discuss a movie chosen by you. And if you're not into 80s and 90s animated tiers, you can skip all that and make a custom pledge of an amount that suits you. Or you can head over to co-fi.com forward slash why this film podcast and buy me a coffee with a one-off payment. We will be adding hot chocolate to that coffee and probably cream and marshmallows and sprinkles, but you don't need to worry about that. Thank you to all who donate and thanks to my patron David for supporting this episode on Patreon. Why This Film Podcast is my happy place. I love chatting to guests and revisiting long lost movies and I hope you do too.